Welcome back to Finding Wilder, the podcast. My name is Michaela Jean, and I am so grateful you have landed here. I created this podcast as a safe space to share stories of intuitive living, spirituality, creativity, dreams coming true, miracles, and so much more. One of my greatest goals in this lifetime is to remind one another we are not alone in whatever it is we are going through. To me, finding wilder means living a life that is led from the heart and intuition. It is easy to get caught up in what or who we think the world says we should be. I'm passionate about sharing stories that prove to one another that when we find our wild, listen to our hearts, and trust in something beyond ourselves, we begin to witness miracles unfold all around us. I'm here to share experiences from my own life and the lives of those who inspire me along the way. I hope you remember how worthy you are and that your dreams can come true. Thanks for being here. Let's dive into another episode of Finding Wilder. All right, welcome back to Finding Wilder. I am Michaela Jean. I'm so happy you're here. This is episode 45, and I'm really excited about today's guest. Today we have Jesse Cody here from Santa Fe. Well, today you're in Santa Fe. Today I'm in Santa Fe. (laughs) (laughs) You never know where you'll find him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good luck. Good luck keeping up with me. (laughs) Good luck. But Jesse is an ultra hiker, a mental health advocate, and the founder and director of the nonprofit organization Hike the Good Hike. Mm. Whoa. It's it's cool to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The coolest. Every time I hear it, it still hasn't set in completely. But (laughs) But you got it right. You got it right. (laughs) Okay. So we're good. We're on on a good start here. Um, do you want to tell everyone just a little bit about who you are and we're, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just going to dive right in who you are and sure. hi- what hike the good hike is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, you, you describe me as an ultra, ultra hiker and that's definitely spot on. Um, it hasn't always been the case for sure. I'm, I'm originally from Cambridge, Massachusetts, which we all know is across the Charles river, uh, from Boston. If people don't know where it is, it's where Harvard University is and MIT. So (laughs) kind of a big, big city. Um, And hiking really didn't come into my life until the age of 40. Um, And so the the way that I did find my way to hiking uh, and becoming a mental health advocate, obviously, as well, um, is I was battling my own mental health issues uh, for many years. and really just kind of in a, in a spiral with, with all of that and the things that I was going through, um, which, you know, over years, like led to poor behavior, um, narcissistic behavior, um, really just kind of angry with myself and angry with the world. And, um, you know, being someone like many with mental health issues, really afraid to face those things and, and speak out for help or find help within myself. Um, and I was a person who just kind of continued to go down those steps of these struggles. Um, And I worked in the restaurant industry, bar industry, and really that wasn't the best decision-making in terms of a career for me while I was someone who was struggling with mental health issues. Um, City life was tough for me. Uh, Relationships were tough with me. Um, The people that did care for me, family and friends, you know, lying and not being real with those people that cared for me uh, was issues for me. And um, all these things, you know, into my mid thirties led to uh, eventually having suicidal thoughts. Um, And really, you know, once I was there, uh, an ongoing battle of like, whether or not taking my life was the right decision. Um, And even getting to that point in a a place where you think maybe this is time where I really should seek some help. Again, um, never really get into that place where I was willing to open up and speak out that I was that I was lost and I didn't like myself. And, um, you know, I thought too often about thinking that the best thing for me was to not be here anymore. Um, And so, you know, it's it's pretty crazy, you know, but in my late 30s, as I was getting closer to 40, um, I just kind of thought to myself, you know, I I just don't think I'm right for this place anymore. And, uh, you know, in a wild way, as I was approaching my 40th birthday, you know, I kind of thought to myself, let's, let's, let's put together a big birthday here, man, like, let's have a big hurrah. And part of that thought process was, I think this is going to be my last birthday. And so I really want to come together with my people and my family and 
and celebrate, which, you know, the more I look back on that, it's such a crazy thought process, right? To try to like have this big event to, to celebrate your life because you're pretty sure that this is going to be the last time you have a birthday. Um, but luckily for me, that was probably the smartest thing without knowing, uh, knowing doing so that that happened for me and, and really bringing friends together to like put this event together. And, and when that day came, like, you know, being surrounded by so many, so many people in my life and so much love in my life and having that, that amount of love in my life, even for all the things that I had gone through, even the pain that I had put on people, uh, because of my mental stroke, my mental health struggles. Um, I had this kind of awakening within my birthday that man, how does someone with so much love in their life want to take their own life? You know, how does someone who has the surrounding and have all of these people that care for you want to kind of put that hurt and pain on people and, and take that away and, and eliminate yourself? Um, you know, my thought process was always like trying to build courage, which is a crazy word to use when you think about suicide, because, you know, in my mind, there's nothing really courageous about taking your life. Um, but I think merely more than anything, the courage that I was able to find was to kind of face all the good in my life. And what that led to was this this moment of saying, have I given myself a chance? You know, have I asked for help or have I even just looked at myself in the mirror and said, how can I help myself? How can I actually thrive and and use all the good around you to maybe find a path that leads you to um, a place where you're actually living and you're living with purpose and you're, and you're glad you're here. And I think the universe heard that when I had that awakening in the party, you know, like I think the universe was always kind of there for me and maybe sending me signs, but I just wasn't able to see them. Um, I wasn't in a place where I was able to see them. Um, but coming out of that, maybe just that moment of saying to myself, I, I think I maybe want to find something here before I make a drastic decision that can be real painful for a lot of people. And um, I dwelled on that for a week or so off of the birthday and right around the time, like I started saying, let's, let's get on, let's get on the internet and start thinking about how you can make some changes in your life. You know, I knew one thing that I needed to step away from the restaurant industry for a while, just wasn't really working for me and the things that I was going through. And, um, there was a day that I was researching, like literally how can I change my life? Uh, that, um, I don't know, I think it was like a news report or something came up that Robert Redford was making Bill Bryson's book, A Walk in the Woods, into a movie. And that sparked something in me right away because I had read that book in my early 20s. And I remember the book thinking, oh, I remember this crazy cool book about adventure. And I think it was these guys that hiked this crazy trail. And like, I remember laughing. I think I even cried. I think it was the only book I read in my early 20s. And so, uh, you know what? I could use a little inspiration right now. Why don't I go pick this book up and, and give it a reread? And, you know, a couple of days later, I head down to the Harvard Coop in Harvard Square. I grab the book, I head home, and then that night I open it up and I start reading. And, uh, you know, Bill Bryson, it's, it's a book about him and, 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 a, and a friend of his taking on the Appalachian Trail. Um, the way that he found it, he lived in New Hampshire. And one day he was washing dishes and he saw some hikers go by way out past his backyard. Uh, he was curious of what that was. So he went out and explored and he, you know, he discovered that there's this trail that went from Georgia to Maine. He was like, what is this all about? You know, he did his own research. And when he, when he found out more about this trail, he realized even for him, a successful person, he was a professor at the time at Dartmouth. He had family. He was a successful writer. He, he discovered within himself that he had some, some questions about his own life that he needed answers to. And he thought to himself, maybe a long walk would help me. And so when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness, wow you know, here's somebody that has so much good in his life, but he discovered that he had some things that he wanted to discover about himself. And boy, I, I probably have several books on that. <laughs> so maybe a long walk would be good for me. And that was the process of starting to get to know the Appalachian Trail and the process of finding the courage to head to Georgia in, in, in an attempt to hike to Maine. Um, and, you know, a lot of those things took a couple months to play out, but I, I made a commitment to it. It was the first commitment I had made to really anything in my life in a long time, which that in itself was exciting because I didn't think I had the ability to, to do so. Um, and it, like I said, it was, you know, about three months later, I was on a train, an Amtrak train down to Georgia. And, 
you know, with my, my life in a backpack just above me. And, um, you know, it was a day and a half later that I found myself on Springer Mountain. I started walking and, you know, we could go over a million stories from the Appalachian Trail, but you're asking me how I got there, you know, and um, I, I walked that trail every day for six months. And there were a lot of layers that were shed physically and mentally. And um, man, I found a lot within myself to be able to like challenge myself to, to like overcome, to really find um, a beauty for life, a beauty for the human race, um, a beauty for the universe, a beauty for mother nature. Like I just every day, even the hardest of days, I found such great appreciation for being out there and most importantly, an appreciation for life. And so, you know, six months of the day that I started, I summited Mount Katahdin and I became an Appalachian Trail through hiker. And I think the most important part, no matter the million stories that come out of the AT, the most important one that I think I always like to tell is that in the last few miles while I was on Katahdin, I kind of stepped away from the people I was hiking with. And I said, I'd like to take these last couple miles to myself to reflect. Um, and through that process, I literally had a conversation with the universe and mother nature. And I said, you, um, I can never tell this story without getting emotional. So <laughs> I, I apologize, but you know, it, it, I think it shows the truth of this and how, how much it means to me. Um, but I said to the trail and I said to mother nature and I said to the universe, you, you gave me life. You, you show me that I do have the tools, like the work is far from done, but I believe in myself now and I believe I belong. And I promise you what you've given to me one or another, I'll share that with the world. And that's, that became in those steps, my goal coming up the AT, no clue how I was going to do that. No clue what it meant. Um, I just knew that it gave me something and then it expected me to kind of pass that on. And that became every part of my life, no matter what I was doing. And that was 2015, you know, and now we stand in 2023, which, you know, eight and a half years later, but in a lifetime, that's a short time. Um, you know, I've hiked, I've hiked uh, just over 10,000 miles since stepping off of Springer Mountain. Um, you know, I've taken four words, hike the good hike that I was actually saying on the Appalachian Trail very early. And like, I, I always knew that was going to kind of be the four words that I built everything off of. You know, it started as four words for me. And, and when I talked to people on the AT, um, it was a message and it became a mantra and then it became a small movement with people getting behind me and, you know, this day and age tagging things on social media with hike the good hike or getting a hat and wearing it on trail. And, uh, and so, you know, with all the things that I was thinking through, I, I, I had an understanding that this was a mental health thing and this was a nature thing. And I wanted to find a way to combine those. And so it took me two years off of the AT to really start opening up and tell my story, you know, really talking to my, my folks and family and friends about it. And then coming out, you know, the first time I ever said that I was suicidal was actually on a podcast, you know, in 2017. And uh, I actually said it on the podcast before I talked to my family and friends about it. And I said, man, before this podcast come out, I better, <laughs> I better sit down and, and talk with everybody and really truly tell them what this was, what this whole entire um, chapter of my life has been about. Um, and so once I got that out to the world, once I started really feeling courageous enough to talk about, you know, what I, what I was going through and, and now how I wanted to use it. Um, I just knew I wanted to start an organization somehow. I wanted to, I wanted to build something and I, I didn't, I didn't want to start a business. I thought to myself, this, this has to be about the people about those who are suffering because we know there are so many people that struggle with mental health in our in our world and i was like and you just got to be that voice you got to be those legs you know it's funny when you call me a founder director i, I say yep founder and <laughs> i am the director right now but <laughs> at some point maybe i kind of find someone to to work with me as the director and just let me keep moving up trail down trail let me keep talking about this and uh let me keep developing and find ways to like really use my story to help people find courage to tell their story um, and maybe help people find nature that are, are suffering or struggling with mental health as well and, and, and go to nature, a place they may never have been and hopefully find uh, a little help there. You know, I, I, I'm a realist. I know it's not for everybody, but I truly believe um, Earth's greatest asset is wilderness and anybody who steps into it, I think 
get can get something out of. So that's pretty good. That's a pretty good summary for there. I let, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you come off of that. <laughs> I mean, so many things even to touch upon. And I had like chills and I got emotional for a second. And I just this the word courage, you keep using the word courage. And mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, we just talked about we just found out that we're both Leos, which is <laughs> courage is such a trait in astrology of of a Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a yeah, really obvious trait in somebody who is that that lion you know um so that really that really seems to ring true for you and also just like courage in the sense of like vulnerability too right you know like it's Mm -hmm. courageous to hike a mountain like especially Mm -hmm. the at by yourself like that's it's it's courageous to do that but like i would maybe even argue that it's just as courageous if not more courageous to share with your family that you wanted to take your own life at one point Mm -hmm. or to Mm -hmm. share that in a public way or to even just like like you were getting teary-eyed you're like this manly like hiker man who's like getting emotional over you know the universe and nature Mm -hmm. and that is Mm -hmm. so important in my eyes for humans in general but especially men to like Mm. see that and witness that level of courage because we do live in a society that has really normalized and I think things are shifting for sure but has really normalized that like you're a man and you're strong and you don't need to show your emotions and you don't show your emotions and you're Mm -hmm. a woman and you're you're you know feminine and you you can cry and that's more acceptable and this just theme and just the introduction of you sharing what you're doing and what you've been through and your your reasoning behind what you do is so rooted in courage and um yeah would you do you feel that and resonate with that like maybe oh 100 percent. well i mean obviously hike the good hike is here for everyone but um as a man you're spot on right like part of the reason that I could never really find courage to speak out and talk about what I was going through is because I thought as a man, that was unacceptable. We lived in a society where you're supposed to toughen up and not show um, emotion or, or show that, you know, that you're suffering. Um, and it's funny, like I didn't come up with a dad who put that on me, right? Like I, my family is very loving and affectionate and like, you know, there was opportunity there for me for sure. But I think just because of society and everything else that I saw, you know, again, like being an athlete in elementary school, like everything was always about being tough and stronger and overcoming, you know, and being able to try to figure that out on your own, especially as a man. Right. And so, you know, that's um, even to this day, it's still a little bit of a fight. And I know it's a fight for, for, for a lot of men. Um, But it's not, I don't feel like I, I, I do it because I have to do it. I, I just, it feels natural to me. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you, you find that opening up and like putting yourself out to the world, whether it's the world or even just an individual, there's, there's this, this, this relief, you know, like there's like this, this monkey off your back. And um, when you're struggling and you're, you're, you're having a hard time finding ways to, to get that, to get that relief. Um, and then you find it it should become natural. Like it should, it should be a a thing for you where you're like, wow, man, like I feel better. Like we strive to feel better, you know, like that's, that's okay. There shouldn't be any reasoning for not like finding ways to open up. And as a, as a man, yeah, it's, I I like to kind of lead that example for other, for other men. And like, it's great to hear from men. You know, I, you know, I hear from people, all kinds of people, but it's really like, it's meaningful when I do hear from men to say, wow, man, like I'm seeing what you're doing, what you've been through and how you're talking about it. And like, I've never felt like I'd, it would be okay for me to do that. And you help me f- make, you help me feel like I can do that. And that's what I strive through. I strive for a lot of things with Hike the Good Hike, but certainly that is one particular area that like I am trying to get out to the world, you know, is that, hey, fellas, it's, it's, it's okay. You know, it's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's okay to say that you're not in a good place. Like if anything, you should really strive to get there because that's, what's going to help holding it in. As we all know, regardless, it is only going to set you back further. And so, yeah, uh, you know, 
I, I like how you describe me as this man, mountain man, but I'm probably the most sensitive mountain man you're ever going to meet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that fits the bill for what you're doing. <laughs> yes, certainly. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's interesting too, like I speaking with so many different men and like friends and, um, just a lot of men in general, even just like along like spiritual journeys and different, all sorts of different like places in their lives. But a theme over the last few years, especially with men, I think humans in general, but especially men I've talked to is like this, there's, there had been so much bottled up anger over like many years and like has just like so much being repressed that would then come out in anger and like mm -hmm. these like moments of like how that was me that did that and mm -hmm. then uh, coming up with now coming into a place of being able to kind of have this and learn this new like emotional language around like being able to not just feel what you're feeling but like verbalize it and like say mm -hmm. and like understand how I'm feeling and I wonder if that rings true for you and then off of that like how has like the this is kind of like a two-part question how has like the quiet and the solitude of hiking like maybe that first hike like really opened you up to being able to feel mm -hmm. I mean you're you're nailing it right now especially when you talk about how all of this comes out in anger, right? Mm -hmm. That was me. Like anything that was bottled up inside of me, I put out to the world in anger, you know? You know, unfortunately that came out a lot in relationships with women, mm -hmm. you know? Like that's where my, like my pain, my hurt, the things that I struggled with, you know, especially when it came to insecurities and stuff, um, that came out at women, came out in anger. It came out in anger at myself. Um, and boy, when you, when you've gone down that path for so long, you don't know any other way, right? Like, it's like, you have to rewire yourself. And that process, man, is a long, hard process. Um, you know, I, I kind of have two different ways that I go about it that I, that I bring together. And the first that I learned was hiking, right? Like when I'm hiking and I'm taking on these long trails, you know, it's really funny. Like the AT, I was around people a lot. Um, it, that was good for me because that actually like got to, I got to know people that are also going through their own stuff and like we could support each other while we, we walk this trail. I think at that at that time, that's actually what I needed. You know, I didn't know much about hiking. I didn't I knew nothing about solitude. Like solitude was terrifying to me. Like I couldn't even fathom at that point hiking by myself and camping by myself for a week. Um, and so. But as I learned those things and I like, I, and I, I kind of like one learned to how to really accept um, humans and not be judgmental and really like open up to people and like hear their stories, man, wow. Like I could actually talk about things instead of being angry about things. Like I could actually say the things that I was going through instead of like projecting out with, with, with fire. Um, and so that was kind of the first step for me was to understand that like, you can you can work through these things in ways that could be calm and like a lot of things I was learning I didn't really know like the words or the definitions for like now like you talk about spirituality that's such an important part of my life um but you also talk about processing I knew nothing about processing right like I didn't process anything I, I pushed it further down I held on to it like it it became my core which was anger and, and so not like, but you learned, I learned the trail taught me how to process because then you got to this point where even if you were hiking people, you, you spread out during the day, you just kind of said, Hey, we're camping here. We'll see you there in, you know, six, seven hours. Trail makes you face yourself, man. Like you have these hour long stretches of just hiking and like, it's you and your thoughts. And so you have to have these conversations before hiking, I was arguing, I was fighting, it was tug of war. These, these thoughts in my head were telling me, you're no good, you don't belong here, you're trash, you trash people. Like, what do you even, like, you don't belong on planet Earth. And so during the AT, those things were still happening, but I started finding the ability to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not true. That's not who I am, or that doesn't, that, or at least I can be better than what you think of me. And we started turning these arguments into conversations. Like, 
I always say, man, like you don't cure your mental health struggles or issues. They're always with you. They'll always be part of me. Right. But I've learned to talk to them instead of fighting with them. I've learned to almost kind of shrug them off when they kind of dip their toe back in to see if they can switch me up a little bit and, and, you know, convince me that I don't belong. And so solitude just put me in a place where I'm like, it gave me the strength and the ability to really face myself and who I was and, and the things that I was convincing myself that I wasn't, you know, uh, now I thrive. Like, you know, every time I take on a trail, I'm like, where does everybody start? They start in the North and they hike South. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going up there and I'm hiking the other way. And when does it, what time of year do everybody do it? Oh, well, I'm going to do it a different time of year because I, <laughs> Like, I like to spend a lot of time with myself. You know, I just came off this 1100 mile hike in Florida. And, you know, I had some times where um, I'm supported by Z-Packs. They're, they're out of Melbourne, Florida. They came out and did some stretches with me from time to time. But I'd say 80% of the trail, I was by myself. I can't by myself every night. And um, I really have it no other way because it, it's such a vital, important part of my growth as a human. And you know, what I always think is important is no matter how much you figured out about yourself and how much you've solved and, and, and how different you are, the, the learning process never changes, it never stops, right? It's like, even when you think I'm pretty damn good, you can be better. <laughs> you can learn more. You can learn more from yourself. You can learn more from nature. You can learn more from those moments that you do have time with people, which you really come like from solitude really like makes you enjoy being around people more. You become a better listener. You know, you engage more. You, you're, like I said before, you're less, you're less judgmental. You get to really understand the human race. And like that is something I, I so appreciate is that, you know, within my work, there's nobody we would ever say no to, right? Like there's needs from all humans, regardless of who they are. And like, I really truly embrace the human race um, no matter what. And, and I owe that to solitude and understand, getting to understand myself and, being to being able to to learn um just be able to learn from like opening your mind to the world yeah. because no matter how much of a struggle we are we are in because we are as a planet i mean we're in an everyday grind right now in this day and age we're still pretty good and there's still a lot of good out there there's still a, a lot of good out there and there's still a lot of good people and there's still a lot of people with potential and more than anything still a lot of people that need a lot of help and so i guess you could just gotta pick and choose who you want to be and, and what community you want to be part of and like how you leave your mark on this planet and that's kind of where i'm at with hike the good hike and, and myself as an individual it's like i, I you know I don't, I don't i have a lot of faith in, in this organization and what it can be and maybe it doesn't have the impact that i see until i'm long gone but that's what I get to leave behind, right? Like I get to leave something that I honestly believe will continue to always grow and, and be here for people and help people and give people an opportunity to maybe try something different that they haven't tried to help themselves. Yeah, that's amazing. The word just like appreciation keeps coming through for me. And like when you're talking about, you know, you have these long stretches during a day or however many days of solitude, and then you meet up with these people at camp at night or whenever it is. And it's like that deep appreciation that you have for <clears throat> being with humans again and that conversation. And I'm just thinking about how we live in such a, not everybody, but generalized, yeah. we live in a very fast paced world mm -hmm. and uh, it can become so repetitive. And then mm -hmm. you, we almost like don't have those moments to like step back and appreciate what we have unless like you're you have like a wake-up call or let unless you I think a lot of people have wake-up calls in life whether it's mm -hmm. an illness um mental illness physical illness losing mm -hmm. something or somebody and then it's like when you're almost taken something's almost taken from you or you're you have a health scare or something is taken from you it's those those moments of appreciation where you're just like dang like i i I needed to step back and to see how much I appreciate that thing. And it's, I'm seeing hiking as this opportunity to appreciate what you have, you know, that comfort when you come back to like a bed, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like, wow, I appreciate this. Or like, 
um, I know we both lived van life, you know, it's like when you, when, when you're living in the van, it's like, you don't have a shower, you don't have a toilet, like you don't have, and hiking is a whole other extreme, but it's like, then when you're, I remember having running water, like in an apartment, I was like, oh my gosh, like I forgot how cool this is, you know, that appreciation yeah. for things. And, um, yeah, I'm wondering how you feel yeah. about that. And also just like, how important are those conversations with people like on the trail? Like, I know you touched upon it, but like, how similar are we all really? Man. All right. Well, first and foremost, my, my biggest appreciation when I've come off a trail or like I get into a town after a week is a cheeseburger. There's just <laughs> nothing. It's like that first bite. And <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> you, you just, like, They've come a long way with dehydrated food, but still never gonna <laughs> never gonna match a cheeseburger. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I bet. So, um, the conversations with people, man, I, boy, I can talk to people that are honestly like, and I do this, <laughs> and it's not just on trail. You know, it could be local to town, but I can talk to people that are struggling homeless people to extremely well-off, you know well-off rich human beings and i can take something out of all those conversations and learn some good you know um i think you just really when you really have conversations and you know if you want to get on the trail like i you know i'm always coming across when people talk to me and they ask me like who i am and what i'm doing and i i mean nine out of ten people i talk to say i'm out here because of my own my own issues you know like I've, i'm struggling or i've been struggling or i've had struggle and being out here has really given me a place where I can, you know, find some resolve. Um, but I also always usually find that people always say that the conversations in the community is important to them, you know, because again, it's a place where you can, you can find comfort. You don't feel alone. Um, I'm, that's what I'm always trying to strive for, whether it's on trail or not, is like just, just this like constant build of community um, and giving people a place to come where they, feel normal regardless of what they're going through um it's just oh man this day and age with everything we're going through it's like i think people whether they see it or not for themselves don't realize how important community is and and being able to find a place where they're like they could fail themselves and that's just so vital and um it's not just part of my work i mean it's part of who i am and i think it, there's an importance to it you know we talk about Santa Fe. I came out here because I just knew that, you know, being in the city was not the community that was right for me anymore. It's not to say I didn't love it or I didn't love the people that I had been around for so long, you know, my family and a lot of my good friends all still live in the city. And I, I certainly embrace being able to go back and visit, but there was something that just didn't feel right. And that it didn't feel right. That was like a daily thing. It wasn't like once in a while it pop up. Like I was like, I don't feel, I don't belong. You know what I mean? I don't, this is a place that I don't belong and I have to, I have to find a place that I belong. And so, you know, Santa Fe is a crazy story, almost like the Appalachian Trail. Like I, I bought the van that you're aware of, you, <laughs> you know, and I said, you know, one of the reasons I got this is not to stay in the city. It's, it's time to go seek where I belong. And, um, I had never been here. Like I knew nothing about Santa Fe other than jumping online and looking at some pictures and thinking that might be a cool place to check out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I told my family, listen, I, I got this van because I think I have to go find where I belong and, it, and this isn't it, you know, and that's never easy for family and friends to hear. Obviously I'm again, very lucky to have an understanding family that realized, you know, I had changed so much because of nature and wilderness that I had to go find a place that like, you know, equaled who I was. And, um, you know, when I got out here, man, I fell in love instantly. It felt right to me right away. It felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I can actually take my visions and develop them. And I get to be in a place that has mountains and trails all over. And like that, it's like, you know, this is my daily diet of like the things that make me who I am. And then on top of that, you start to meet people who are very similar, but also very different. This is a huge art artist community town yeah. but they came here for the same reasons you know because they didn't they didn't feel right or they didn't feel like they belonged where they were and they needed to find a place that was for them and 
And so like talking to people and becoming part of community, like that's, that's, that's vital for me. You know, part of what I'm trying and my vision with Hike the Good Hike is whether it's online or as we explore and expand out and hopefully have Hike the Good Hike outings all over the place is being able to give people those communities. Not everybody can jump in a van and leave, right? (laughs) Not everybody can, not everybody can quit their job and go hike for six months. Like, like you got to find ways to share what you're doing in your experiences Mm -hmm. In small doses, like you got to be able to give people just a little bit so they understand. And I'm never really even encouraging people to quit their jobs and go do the things that I've done. Like, that's what I needed, right? Like, that's what I recognized. Like, I was stuck. I was suicidal. So I had to make drastic drastic changes and take huge leaps, um, big advocate of leaps, whether they're small or, or big. You know, we should always take a leap. You know, it's like, hey, I've always wanted to try pottery, go take a class. <laughs> like, don't just talk about it and think you thought like, here's something I would have loved to done. I wish I'd done it. Why, why can't you do it? You know, if it's hiking, go for a day hike or go for, you know, they're, they're not far from any city or town in our country. And so, yeah, you know, community and meeting people and, and, and giving people a place to come to relate, I just think is really important. I think we need to grow upon that more and more as we're, kind of battling uh, tough times in our world. I mean, we don't have to get into that. Everybody is very, very aware of the way that we we live on this planet now. And so some of us out here just have to put the work in to help and, and, and give place, give people a place to come if they just need a break, yeah. <laughs> right? Need to, need to put their phones away, just need to talk and have that interaction again. I mean, like, that's what I strive for. And I, and I, and I, just hope that that work pays off. I think it is. It's it's coming quicker than I thought it would in this nonprofit. And that's exciting. Even though I might feel overwhelmed, I'm like, well, what you're doing is working. People are listening. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> What's the like response that you get most or like the feedback or the, you know, like what is when people are coming to you, like what is the story that you're hearing most? Or Well, I mean, I think the first thing that I hear most of the time is, what we've talked about a lot is like, like the courage to talk, to talk my, my story out, you know, and to like use it to try to build something here that, that could be really beneficial uh, to the world. And so that's great. And then, you know, I, I, I try when I, when people do reach out to me and have these conversations, I really try to kind of turn it on them and ask them like, what have, what have you learned from it? And like, what are you going to take out? Of, what are you going to take out of this? Like, you know, in the same sense, it's like what we just talked about. Some people see things that they think, oh, man, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. And if you're looking at me and you're like, man, I wish I wish I could go for a hike or do that. Like, well, why can't you? You know, and it's like that story. Like I use this one particular um, example a lot when I talk about, you know, how I was developing Hike the Good Hike and like what's important to me and like how it doesn't have to be a hike. Like we were talking before, it could be anything in nature, right? Like you could go somewhere and put a blanket down and just lay in some grass where it's quieter and like really get what I get. Day hikes are just as valuable to me as going to hike for a few months. Um, but I had this day back in Massachusetts uh, out at Walden Pond in Lincoln Concord area <clears throat> that I was out for a little trail run. And when I was out there, I saw some hikers and I saw some people on horseback and I saw some people bird watching. And I literally saw a couple of old people in their beach chairs at Walden Pond, it was like the fall too. It wasn't a swimming day. They were just sitting there looking out and enjoying the experience. And then I saw someone with a small canvas painting Walden Pond. And I remember just thinking to myself, man, they're all hiking the good hike. Yeah. That's their hike, right? Yeah. And like they're taking time for themselves. They're embracing what they love and they're and they're they're just they're taking that time and they're processing whatever they need to process. And so when I, when I hear from people and like, and usually it's that, oh man, I really appreciate what you're doing. And like to hear your story. Wow. And I like to just say, well, what do you think? Like, what do you, it's great that you appreciate it, but what are you going to take out of this? Like, and I've never had anybody say, oh, I don't need to take anything. I'm fine. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's always people being like, yeah, it's a good point. I should. And then, you know, it's really cool is when people actually like get back to me or a week and a half later, or they post a picture like out for a bike ride or something. And they like say something like out here hiking the good hike. And it's like, Oh man, there's some proof of like mm-hmm. that conversation I had with that person, that person's out there. You know, I remember when I was on the Appalachian trail, like about two months or so in my mom texts me and she said, Hey, I've been out walking around fresh pond, like, mm-hmm. like three, four days a week. 
And she goes, I'm just out here hiking the good hike. I'm out here because you inspired me. And I'm like, honestly, okay, when it comes down to it, man, like that's truly like what I'm trying to do here, regardless of what the organization does, how big it goes, you know, outing, like whatever we create, I think all anybody really is looking for is just a little inspiration right? Our inspiration can take you a long way. I'm always looking for inspiration. Like, you know, I love being inspired. I, it's an ongoing joke with some of my friends that sometimes I'm like looking at other hikers and stuff and I'm jealous. And they're like, what are you jealous of? It's like, look what they're doing. That's so cool. They're like, but you do that. I know, but that looks cooler for some reason. <laughs> so I'm inspired. It's just like being in the moment, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember like when we like when we did the photo shoot with the vans. Yeah. I remember seeing your van and I was like, oh man, your van's so cool. <laughs> but I was probably like, yours is so cool. <laughs> exactly, right? We are just, you know, I was like, your van inspiration. Is, yours is so much more photogenic than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just always, you know, we're all seeking inspiration, man, whether we know it yeah. or not. And what it's there, I probably recognize it a whole lot more than I used to. And uh, I take that inspiration and I use it and yeah, I go for a hike. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about the actual hiking. So you've mm. hiked over 10,000 miles. Mm -hmm. And in this, you just, yeah, that's wild. I mean, let's just like pause yeah. there for a minute. That's, that's <laughs> wild in itself. <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. gosh and yeah you just finished um 1100 miles right in, yep. in florida yep the just florida. uh yeah I, I hiked from uh pensacola to the everglades um yeah just over 1100 miles um did it pretty quickly not bad for a middle-aged guy <laughs> oh um did it in less than two months kind of just this is a big year so if we're gonna talk about hiking like so yeah. the, my whole thought process is and, I, and what i put out to the world and again, this is this is not. I don't think this is how most uh, nonprofit founder directors operate in their first year of existence. But I was like, you know what? I think we should do. I think I should go hike five thousand miles in twenty twenty three, and oh really bring attention to mental health awareness. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, it also also my nonprofit <laughs> and my board of directors was like. Uh, Okay. <laughs> and I was like, but listen, man, like what better way to truly like get people's attention than just like, you know, talk the talk and walk the walk. Like, yeah. let, let me get out there and, and really showcase who we are and to show that I'm serious as, as, as a nonprofit founder and director. Like I really, I really want people to know that I'm not just some guy who's preaching hike the good hike and, yeah. and sitting at my desk every day working. And so, you know, the only trail you can really hike in America in January and February is the Florida trail. <laughs> so that, that, you know, as I, you know, put this out to the world that this was what I was going to do. And it made sense to really kind of start this year off correct and get some big miles in right away. And so, you know, I finished that up about, you know, less than a month ago. And, and now, as we were talking before, I'm going back to Boston mm -hmm. to run the Boston marathon. And in, in two weeks, um, I transitioned, I'm staying on trail. I do all my trail running up. I do all my running on trail out here, um, but I transitioned to running every day and, you know, a little less of the hiking, but I'm still on trail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it counts. Yeah. And uh, we, we're having a bunch of us are having a disagreement. I say that the marathon mileage shouldn't count towards the 5,000 miles because it's not on trail. But a lot of people are like, you're crazy, dude. That's 26.2 miles. You're not going to count it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. I, when you say you're going to be on trail for 5,000 miles, that you technically doesn't count. So I might do a I know I might do a poll on on Instagram and see what people think. Let um, the people decide. Let the people decide. I, the reason I'm doing this because I think pretty much I'm gonna win. I'm like I people will say it should count, and then I'm like, oh, well, yeah. the people decided. So yeah. right. <laughs> go with these 26 miles towards it. Um, and so after that, you know, uh, I come back to Santa Fe and keep grinding and working and building with with the nonprofit, and then um, towards the end of June. I make my way up to Montana, to the Canadian border, and um, I start my my trek of the Continental Divide Trail, which wow. is 3,000 3, miles and finishes at the Mexican border back here at home in New Mexico. And so somehow, some way I'm getting 5,000 miles in in a marathon and uh, along the way, and the proof is already there. You know, the first two months, um, we really accomplished a lot with the nonprofit. Um, we got really did well with donations. We got really did well with uh, attention. 
Um, I am a very lucky human being that has incredible support and sponsorship. Um, Hoka did a whole big piece on me while I was on the Florida Trail. Uh, they donated ten thousand dollars to the wow. to the nonprofit. Um, as I mentioned, ZPAX, um, just an incredible company that just does so much for me. They they supported me through the the Florida Trail. They're always supporting me through their social media. Um, I you know I, I can go on and on about sponsorship I have but like just that attention in the first two months has been great and uh I have really high hopes for what's happening with my hiking and and, and my trail running and, and and what we're doing with the organization and I think we come out of 2023 in a really really strong place to do the things uh that we want to do yeah what does that mean to you to have like these sponsors who already in themselves like have have their own community and their own following and their own um foundation like what does that mean to you to have those sponsors like believe in what you're doing and support it look man like when you look at a company like hoka right i mean their their majority of support goes to to athletes and you know like and there are great stories there i mean they literally have a section of their website people of hoka and they're really inspirational stories there people do a lot of good things um I just have such praise and respect for companies like them, Z-Packs, Hiker Hunger, the, the, the companies that get behind me because, look, eight and a half years ago, man, I, I was I was none of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about where I was then and where I am now, for them to say, hey, man, you know, you're not crossing finish lines, you're not winning medals, you're not, like, you're you're a guy that literally is, like, out just hiking a bunch. It's not, you know, certainly it's a big thing to hike these crazy miles, but that's a cool thing, but the attention that they're bringing to me is because of the conversation that I'm having, right? Like they're saying, we're here for you because you're a mental health advocate. You're doing cool things that work into what we, you know, where we're structured, you know, you wear our shoes, you wear our backpacks for sure. But, I, but like every time they talk about me or they bring me up, they're, they're, their main point is, is mental health advocate and, and what we're trying to do at Hike the Good Hike. And so uh, it's, I kid you not, man, like every day is a pinch me moment. Like, am, is this real? Is this real life? Like, am I like, there was a, I have a joke <laughs> again, back to the Appalachian Trail, you know, I don't know. I was hiking with a couple of my buddies a few months in and like, we were like just talking about the future and like, what do you do after this? Like, oh, where's life after that? And like, literally one of the guys, my friend Yeti said, what about you, Boston Mule? Like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to, I'm going to become a professional hiker. <laughs> and I, was, I was joking. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to find a way to get paid to hike. <laughs> and like Yeti like came at me like about well, half like six months ago. So he goes, you made that joke, man. You've kind of pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's kind of wild, right? <laughs> like, like I didn't, you know, who knew? Who knew? Um but for those companies to get behind me one, it's amazing. And it's it, like I said, it's like, it's a dream come true. And, and, and the reason they're doing it is, oh, man, the hiking secondary. I know it's kind of crazy to say, cause I do, I do love it. And it, it gives me so much, um, you know, I mentioned before it from the, from the outside looking in, it can seem like a job to me now, but it's my passion. You know what I mean? Like this is what's cool is, is that it's not only that I find the will to really want to live and be here and, and stick around, but like, oh man, I I found why I'm here along the way, you know, like. (laughs) It's just, there's nothing like it to really like understand that you belong. Not only do you belong, but like you have the ability to make a difference. And, you know, I struggled for years thinking I didn't belong and to like come out of that and be where I stand now. I'm proud. Yeah. Proud. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Gosh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get old either when I hear that. It like means the world to me. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah. I also just one last note on the Hoka thing too. Like, I think it's so powerful. Like, cause athletes too, stereotypically, like for so long, we're like these strong masculine Mm. of course men and women but just like it's a masculine type like energy you know to be strong and to to see that's just bridging that gap of like strength and like we said like we started with this courage it's courage to it's courageous to be strong and it's courageous to be vulnerable and that almost just like it's 
cool to just like see a company like pair up with you and like bridge mm -hmm. that gap it's like okay mm -hmm. you can be strong and you can be powerful and you can get medals and you can hike big mountains and it's also okay to not be okay and it's also okay to yeah. talk about your feelings and it's also okay to bring to the surface mental health struggles and it's okay yeah. to admit that you're not okay and yeah. still be an athlete yeah you know it's also like and, and, and this is funny that we're having this conversation today because i had a meeting this morning with uh someone out of a big corporation um you know finance company right and they they're gonna have me come in and talk and do an outing uh, during in may during mental health awareness month and you know this guy's like yeah our company is really striving to make sure our, our employees have better mental health and it's like that too is yeah. like wow <laughs> you know we're, we're getting like we got a long way to go but we're getting to a place man where like corporate america is like recognizing we have to do something as well we have to take care of our own and like i mean uh five ten years ago that was un that was unheard of right like it was like punch in do your work and get out like you know what i mean and like don't call it like don't call in sick or like don't take time for yourself and you know again we've got a long way to go but to see the steps in the right direction man that's really comforting you know yeah. that's really comforting and that's like you know, I think that's important for me in my work too, because one of my visions too, like down the road is I hope like I could get into some restaurant groups, you know, and, and, and tell my story and, and, and give restaurant groups the opportunity to show that they care as well. You know, anybody who's been in the restaurant industry knows that is a grind, right? Like the amount of hours you work, you know, the amount of partying that comes with it, the amount of, it's it just, it's a tough industry, man. And like, I'm actually also starting to see restaurant groups take that seriously as, as far as like being better for their employees. And man, I'd love to like get in and speak and, and do some outings in restaurant groups because in my experience and an experience of a lot of people in my life who are in that business, like that needs work as well. And so that's kind of a goal within, within my work with Hike the Good Hike. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm happy you said that. It's, I, I've heard this story from other friends and other people that I've talked to along the way who, you know, were in the restaurant industry and like had their kind of awakening moments there as well. And I, I also kind of have a similar story. I was, you know, bartending as late nights and I, mm. I at times would say like Colorado saved my life because the universe kind of just for some reason, it's a whole story, but for some reason I was like in a, in a tough spot and I was working the, um, the restaurant industry also and that lifestyle and you know Colorado started popping up everywhere for me and in retrospect like it would be license plates it would be a conversation I would just be driving and it would come through my head and I was like what is that like what is this and mm -hmm. moving out to Colorado I, I always say just like the universe like planted that seed for me and it's what really saved me and like opened me up and you know it's such an expansive place um yeah absolutely and, yeah it yeah. Is, it's it's similarly too because it's funny you talk about the Bill Bryson book and I for me it was um on the road Jack Ker Kerouac I had never mm -hmm. know yep. if I'm saying that right <laughs> um but like the similar concept it was that and then you know also Bill Bryson but Shale Strayed and Wild and oh, of course yeah, yeah those course. those books and they just like for me especially on the road it was like this moment of like somebody else had this same feeling that I have mm -hmm. that like there's mm -hmm. more out there there's more mm -hmm. to see that there's this whole world that is because you when you grow up in Boston or you grow up in anywhere you you mm -hmm. only know what you know until you right. get out on the road or until you get out in the woods and you're like okay this is peace like this is quiet this is solitude this is where I start to gain clarity and I start to, you know, have those solo conversations and arguments with myself and yeah, start to feel stuff. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. it's one of my like prayers in life is that everybody has a moment like that, you know, where they, yeah. they find solitude and they find, find themselves in like escaping the, the, the silly, like chaotic rat race that is so easy to, get sucked into sometimes yeah yeah 100 right like it's it's okay to kick that wall down yeah in that box that we live in from time to time and just take a walk outside for a while like that's literally like what i really try to express a lot is that we all we all 
we all live in a box, you know, like, or we all have lived in a box, you know, city life is pretty crazy, right? Like growing up in Cambridge, Boston area, like as tough as things got, you just were terrified to leave. Mm. I was like scared. I'm like, what would it be like not being here? (laughs) Even though everything like within me was like just an absolute hell, right? Like chaos. And like, I was terrified to ever literally kick myself out of that box, you know? And then obviously I took a, a really drastic way of doing it <laughs> by kicking, kicking out of that box and going to hike the Appalachian trail. But I mean, like, you know, again, like I learned along the way, it doesn't have to be that big. It was good for me, but like, boy, even like living in Boston and even after the, like I lived in Boston for years after the AT and I would just find my way out to the Walton pond. And that was, that was good. That was great. That was successful for the growth that I was like seeking. And like, it's just like, you just get out, just get out of that box from time to time, man. That box is really difficult, really can weigh on you. And those walls can close in. So I'm with you, right? Like, just like see things, you have the right. It's, uh, it's just blows my mind sometimes. And like, I, I preach this all the time, man. Like we're, we're given brief, like we're lucky enough to have time here. Right. Like I was like, Oh, I was selected to go to earth and have a life. <laughs> like, yeah. like, wow. Like, you know, it took me a long time to recognize that. Um, but man, like I'm going to make the best of it now that I, that I see it and I'm going to do things like just to really like make, make the best of myself and, and, and the work that I do and the life that I live and the way that I leave my mark. And like, I'm going to see the world and I'm going to hike and I'm going to speak. I'm going to do all these things because like, I was lucky enough to get time here and and I want to be able to like, when it's all said and done, say I did all right. You know, like there was definitely some struggle there for a while. It was hard, but boy, did I finish it off. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's important to me, man. Like that's really important to me. Two things that, and just like the understanding that the moment you're born, you start learning mm-hmm. and you don't stop learning until the moment you move on. And that those two things are like so important to me, like with this time that I have here is like make the best of it and don't shut your mind out to anything like, you know, whether you like it or not, like at least take it in and then decide for yourself and process it. But like you, there's always something to be to be learned. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So so I'm I really, really just love and I'm and I'm inspired by the work that you're doing. So that's what I am for. <laughs> yeah, it's been so, yeah, so great to just chat with you, you more. Um, where can people, how can people support? How can people mm-hmm. find you? Like, what are the different ways people can support Hike the Good yeah, Hike? Yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty easy, right? You just Google Hike the Good Hike. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm on all social media, probably most prominent on Instagram, uh, for sure. We just launched a brand new website that is killer. I am really proud of it. It's been a long time in the making, uh, but it's it's just it, just get on hikethegoodhike.com. Trust me, it's a it's yeah. a great site. Uh, it's really detailed on who I am and what what we're trying to do with Hike the Good Hike. And there's ways to support on all platforms. You know, um, support can come in a lot of ways. I have swag, so if it's not mm-hmm. just a donation, but you like the hats. Get cool hats. Cool hats, man. <laughs> we got some really cool hats and we got more stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the subscribe to the website and, you know, you keep up to date with me for the rest of the year. Um, you know, get on Instagram and you can, um, especially when I'm on trail every day, I'm posting on Instagram and in stories and really just kind of letting people know how, how it's going and where I'm at. And it's not all serious people. I'm, I try yeah. to be a little bit of a comedian when I'm out there. So <laughs> don't think every day I'm like today, <laughs> today's mind like you know I definitely get into it from time to time but most of the time I'm just kind of making fun of myself and like doing what I can to bring some smiles and joy to joy to the world and so hike the good hike that's google it and everything will pop up and there we are yeah it's so fun to watch uh, like follow you on social media when you're hiking um and I just wait I have two quick questions that just came through to me one I feel like people may be as curious as I was like how do you how do your knees do this and mm-hmm. second um I'm like a seriously scared person of crocodiles and alligators and I don't exactly know the difference <laughs> still yeah. so yeah. I need to know like what that was like in Florida all right so as far as as far as anything going on physically I mean things pop up my knees tend to be pretty good I, I've battled more 
uh, calf issues than anything else, even when I was competitive runner a thousand years ago. Um, uh, but I know it's kind of crazy, but like, I kind of just have conversations with my body and promise I'll get it rest eventually and uh, knock on wood. Cause I still got a long way to go this year, but like, I've, I just work through things, you know, when I get into town, I ice, like that's one thing that I always make sure I do. I get into town, stay at a hostel, motel, I get a big bag of ice and I put it on whatever's, whatever's been bothering me. Um, and I, you know, we were discussing earlier, I really have made a conscious effort for more self-care, uh, yeah. especially as I'm trying to take on this year. Cause I understand I'm putting my body through a lot. So for me, massage therapy is very important. Stretching has become more important. I used to never do it. And now I'm trying to do it more and just really paying attention to the places that might feel like it's tweaked a little bit and, and making sure I'm taking care of myself because, well, I mean, I think it's for anybody, whether you're 20 or you're approaching 50, but you know, take care of that body. If it needs something, listen to it. Um, and so on to the other question, <laughs> Wild, wildlife, particularly our gators and uh, yes. crocodiles. So they're the only place in America, I'm pretty sure as far as crocodiles go is Florida. Um, crocodiles, um, they are usually saltwater or a mixture of freshwater, saltwater. So you, I didn't really see any crocodiles. The only place I saw a crocodile was at like some like safari place okay. <laughs> that had them, <laughs> that had them in like, you know, trapped. Okay. Um, alligators on the other hand are like squirrels oh my gosh. <laughs> in Florida. Um, I definitely saw over a hundred alligators uh, specifically, like particularly like mid Florida and down further south. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I posted a video of where there was an alligator hiking on trail in front of me. I remember that. Yes. <laughs> And I was like peeing my pants. <laughs> yeah. Like I literally had this one stretch where I was hiking on a trail and they were just like on the sides of the trail, like big Jeez. alligators. Some of them were like 12, 13 foot alligators. The funny thing about them, and this is crazy. They just don't seem to care about you. And they're just like, whatever, keep going. Just don't bother me. And if you don't bother them, then they don't, if they move, they move away from you into the water. That's it. Or they don't move at all. <laughs> Oh and gosh. so it's weird, you know, you always had your guard up, but I just got so used to them that I just never felt afraid around alligators. Wow. Strange, right? Okay. I don't, like I saw a lot of water, like, crazy thing about Florida trail, man, more ecosystems, more wildlife than any trail in America. And wow. it lived up to it. I saw everything. Like there are wild boar. There are just, you see bobcats. I saw a Florida panther, wow. gators. The bird life is crazy. Snakes. I'm out in the, hiking in the Everglades. I got water moccasins swimming near me. I'm like, this is crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't know how I uh, eight and a half years ago knew nothing about the wilderness. And now I'm like, just hiking amongst all this stuff. Like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So I, yeah. Fair. Like I don't, I, there's don't, don't get me wrong. There are times that I definitely, the heart races and yeah. there are definitely times in the tent at night where the heart races because you hear things, you don't know what it is. And especially when you're, you're solo and you're, there's no one around and you're like, yeah. yikes um but it's not it's not often it's not often i feel pretty comfortable i think again like i found my place in this world and i just feel comfort there i feel right I feel all of it feels right to me so cool amazing last question what does finding wilder mean to you oh my goodness <laughs> boy that's a great question i mean i think we really went over a bunch yeah. of it but like you're like again, the whole podcast <laughs> yeah right i mean finding wilder like it's it's just for me it is no other way that i can live other than finding wild mm -hmm. right it's just like i said even even if i live in a place that's surrounded by mountains and beauty and high desert i gotta get out i gotta feel it like i gotta breathe it in i gotta let it soak into me i gotta let it just kind of surround me and, and be part of me and uh i don't think i am I, I mean it's pretty obvious i'm not who i am without wild in my life like it's part of my soul it's part of my everything it's part of my my focus and my mind and my drive and like and so we can all talk about like what our characteristics are of being a human and, and why we're here and boy finding wilder has became probably the main reason i i can sit here and talk to you today and talk about hiking and finding a way to live and most importantly, this beautiful organization that's come out of it. So yeah, amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been <laughs> so, you. so great chatting with you and just so fun to gosh, what was it? How we met at least six, five, I six, think about five or six years ago. Six yeah. years ago. 
at a little yeah. tiny home Five. convention with our vans and it's just <laughs> it's so cool to see see how far hike the good hike has come and I'm well really it's been really excited. cool to see your growth and all the things you're doing because you're, you're you. it's i've always been a fan i got really sad when you took a break from social media <laughs> <laughs> i was like no more dancing and singing the songs <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> hey, you know, we all got to do what we got to do. <laughs> oh, well, thank sure. you so, so, so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to another episode of Finding Wilder. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you did, it would mean the world if you leave a review or if you share the podcast episode somewhere in the socials, because that's how the world flies these days. Thank you again for being here. If you want to find more about me, my website is michaelajean.com, M-I-C-A-Y-L-A-J-E-A-N.com. Find me at michaela.jean on Instagram. I have an account with daily channeled messages called Wilder Daily also on Instagram, and you can find more information about my wedding photography at Michaela Jean Photography, also on Instagram. I hope you have the best dang day, and we'll see you next time. Bye!